So this is part two about how to put together your marketing plan. So in the first video, I was talking about pulling together some data. So let's talk about your marketing plan. So your marketing plan is gonna start with building out a marketing calendar, which can be very simple. It's basically just identifying when you're going to do certain types of marketing throughout the year. And I'm gonna explain that in a little bit more detail. But using some of that data, such as where are your clients coming from, where, uh, which zip codes, which sources, meaning what's working best, which clients buy more from you when you do a door hanger campaign in a, and I use door hangers just to represent any type of marketing campaign. Do a door hangers work better in a certain zip code versus another zip code or Facebook better in one versus another? And you might do, double down. On Facebook, it's a little less important to double down. That's the, in the digital marketing. But on the print marketing, EDDM, postcards, door hangers, lead letters, knocking on doors, any of those types of things, when you're building out your marketing strategy, you absolutely want to look at data and you want to say, okay, which of those offline types of marketing, meaning they're not digital marketing, are working the best, meaning they're bringing in the most clients, they're bringing in the most revenue, and also before they even become a client, the most leads with the best conversion percentage. This is where we could talk for hours. So... I'll try to stay on track here. So which ones are the best? Okay, so we're looking at that. Which markets are the best? Which lead sources are the best? And from that, you can decide, okay, I've only got $10,000 to spend, or for a big company, I've got 100, a big company, I've got 100 grand to spend, or whatever that number is, where do I want to spend it? Last year, I spent money on offline marketing, print marketing, or door knocking in these markets, but this one really outperformed all the others. And I, I think there's something to that. You know, you're making a guess. I think, I don't think it was a nominally. So let's spend the majority of our market in that zip code or in a couple zip codes and let's ignore these other zip codes. This is exactly what I've done over the years. I've figured out where the best areas were. We even got down to the place of saying, where are the best neighborhoods? Let's dial in those neighborhoods and double down there and let's ignore other neighborhoods around those neighborhoods. Because at the end of the day, especially in residential, the game's about density. So I'm considering that data, all right? So I'm considering where should I spend my money? I'm also thinking about things like how much work can I handle? So you might say to yourself, wow, I would love to sell X amount of work, but can you find enough team members? Can you train them fast enough? Can you find the trucks and equipment? If you get too many team members, will you now need an operations manager? Can you really get that done this spring? Those are things you need to ask yourself. And now you can also look at your data about when did clients come in last year? How many, or when did leads come in? What was the conversion percentage? And from that, you can, how much marketing did we do? And from that, you can extrapolate and say, you know what, we could improve, we, if we've got the money, I could grow my marketing budget by 50% or 100%. And even if it doubled my leads, I can still handle that amount of work at that time of year because I can find enough people and I'm confident in that. But you want to be careful that you don't overspend on marketing where it drives so many leads, you don't even have enough individuals in the office to answer the phone, then you're just wasting all that money. And the phone's a great example. You really need to be able to answer that phone live. So unless you, and so you're looking, you're thinking about bobblenecks. Great, I had 100 leads last year, 50 converted to clients. If I had 200, could we really answer all the phone calls? Because they don't come in in a smooth pattern. They don't come in a few every hour nicely placed across the 30 days of the month. They come in in, in pockets. They come in from 10 a.m. till 2 p.m. They come in at 5.30 in the evening and after. And they come in predominantly within these 10 days of the month. That's the complexity. It's not 
nicely spread out where you can handle the volume, you have to handle the peaks. Will you be able to do it if you double your budget? Will you have the team? If you say, I can't handle it, but I want it, great, then go build out the team so that you're able to handle that work. And so this is also thinking through your marketing. And you wanna think about what, again, what has worked best in the past? And so, and I kind of touched on that. So now that you, you kind of know what's worked, where things have worked, you know, you, you're telling yourself a, an honest story of how much new work you can handle and you've looked at your past data to say, based on what's happened, here's what will probably happen if I increase my budgets. Now what you wanna start doing is you wanna break this all down into a marketing calendar. And a marketing calendar could be nothing more than Excel spreadsheet, it could be a sheet of paper, and you, you, you basically set it up like a calendar. You have January through December, and in each given month, you are writing down the service that you want to sell. So for example, maybe you want to start, we'll use residential examples here. Let's say you want to start selling lawn mowing in March, or maybe in your market, it's April. All right, so initially start out by just saying, I want to start selling mowing March 1st, because that's when the season starts then the best time to sell fertilization weed control, that's February. So that goes into your little calendar. And the best time to sell ant treatments is when there's a lot of rain, that's April, maybe May. And then when's the best time to sell irrigation? The best time to sell uh, pest control. You just think through your service on mulch, flowers, all right? Now block that out on your calendar. So those are the best times are those where the client, the phone starts ringing at your office. It's really how you would think about it. Historically, when has the phone started ringing like crazy and everybody's wanting to buy this thing? And when that happens, that needs to go onto your calendar, all right? So now that you have that on your calendar, also think about, not only are you thinking about selling new clients, you're also thinking about growing the value of your clients called expansion revenue. So I have a client that comes in and they just buy lawn mowing and some bush trimming, but I want to expand them into a more valuable account by selling them fertilization weed control, pest control. That's called upselling. It creates expansion revenue. It drives the value, uh, the, the, the annual value of the client. And then the li lifetime value, if you've ever heard some of these times, is the annual value of the client times the number of years they'll stay with you. That's their total dollar value to your organization over time. All of that is grown by, well, taking a number of steps, but one of them is selling more to your existing clients. So on this calendar, not only are you thinking about when are you gonna get new clients and what services you could sell in the marketplace at a specific time of the year to bring those new clients in, you're also thinking about of the clients I already have, what are the things and what is the timing when I will sell them these new things? So I've already got a lot of clients and they might have ant issues inside their, at their property at some given time of year. Okay, when are we gonna do our email marketing? When might we send a postcard to their home? When might we do a voice bomb on their phone? Things of that sort. And that's all on your marketing calendar. Now that you've got all of that, and by the way, you wanna be kind of simple here. It's really easy to get super excited about next year and just like fill up that calendar. We gotta live in reality. You, you're gonna be crazy busy selling work potentially, producing work potentially, taking support phone calls from your clients, running the business, scheduling, invoicing, and everything else, and dealing with fires and buying trucks and equipment, there's a million things that are gonna happen. What can you really do? Keep it pretty simple, all right? Don't overdo it. So you, that goes back to why you, you, you look at your services that, and based on how much money they might generate per man hour, and you say, okay, frankly, I'd love to do everything, but I can only really promote three services this year, and so these are the three that I'm gonna promote and I can only promote one thing at a time to my clients. So for example, there's 10 things you could sell in the month of June. You, you're not gonna get your client's attention 
to sell them 10 things. So you really can only promote one thing. And so what is the one most important thing to promote in June? Now, if you get more sophisticated and you're using something like Service Autopilot or other technology solutions that can segment your list, so you can go and say, give me everybody that only buys this, or give, and, and then you'll sell them this, you'll promote this other thing, or give me everybody that bought this thing last year, or give me everybody that buys this but doesn't buy that. There's a million scenarios where you can segment. And if you're that sophisticated, then now you can actually you can actually run multiple promotions. So for example, you could run a promotion to all the week, the bi-weekly lawn mowing clients to upgrade to weekly and only send it to that group. Well, then you're saying now also give me all my weekly clients that don't buy fertilization weed control and I'm just going to market to that group and give me everybody that doesn't fit one of those two categories that's left that doesn't have variation and I'll sell that. And if you segment it, then you can actually run three marketing campaigns all at the exact same moment, but each individual client's only getting one marketing campaign and you're not overwhelming them. And so that's, get, again, getting a bit more sophisticated, but that's what's on the table. And if you're a bigger organization, then that's how your marketing calendar wants to, needs to be built. So now we've got our marketing calendar blocked out. We're going to keep it somewhat simple. We know when we need to sell certain things to get new clients and sell certain things to expand the value of our existing clients. Now we want to back up from that. We want to say, okay, if I want to start promoting mowing on March 1st, then when do I need to start getting ready? All right. So on March 1st, we've got mowing. And by the way, your calendar needs some flexibility because if it, if you have cold weather on March 1st, and then maybe this year, the, or next year, you won't start really selling it to March 15th, but think about the earliest potential date. Cause you don't know what's going to happen with the weather. Let's go with March 1st. Now let's rewind. When do we need to start getting ready to produce the door hangers or the digital marketing or the whatever that's going to go out to the, to the client? So when do we need to produce that? You know, that we're going to back up on our calendar. And then when do we need to have all of that to the door hanger company? Or when do we need to have all of our teams aligned? Or when do we need to have it to our con consultants or contractors so that all those things can drop? right at the right time or the ads get turned on in the digital platforms all at the right time. So we got to back up and say, when do we need to start getting that ready? And then from there, if we have to produce new creative, new, new design and look and feel and ads and whatever collateral, then when do we need to get that to the contractors and consultants based on their schedule? You back all that out in your calendar. So the calendar is not just about when to do it. It's when do we start working on this project? When's it got to be done by? And you break it down. And then what you've got is you've got this operating calendar where all you have to do, I mean, it's never really that simple, but what you got to do is you're like, your calendar says, okay, it's February 1, start getting the door hanger campaign ready. It's it's February 15th, get that, that campaign to your consultant or your contractor or whomever to get their feedback on the copy. And you've got this all laid out and then you know exactly what you need to do and when and who's going to do it. And once you break out down this calendar, you have all of that broken out. Now you can look and say, okay, do I really have the people that can do this? You don't have the people to do it. That's okay. Are there any contractors or consultants or individuals that you could have help you? You don't have to have everybody on your team. You might have some people on your team that can do parts of it, but other parts you can outsource. And by getting this down on paper, not only do you now have a plan that's more likely to happen, you also can see the holes in your master plan where you've overestimated or you've been dreaming too big and you're missing the people or the pieces of the puzzle to get it all done. And then once you see that, then you can go solve for that problem. You go find those people or you can say, you know what? I'm just not living in reality. Cross that off. That's a next year project or, or two years from now. We're just not going to get to it. 
That's what this plan does for you. And so I would encourage, I'll leave you with this, pick a few things, the few things you can really do to get new clients and a few things you can really do to grow the value of your clients, get it blocked out on a calendar, you get blocked out when that marketing needs to start, as well as when do you need to start prepping for it. And there's even more you can do, and you could do some Google searches around building out a marketing calendar, but I would, I would encourage you to keep it simple. A few marketing efforts done very, very well over and over, tested and refined, will serve you very well for quite some time to go. And then each year you can add a little bit more, you can get a little bit more sophisticated. And that's the gist of a marketing plan. We could talk again for hours or days on, on everything you could possibly know or want to know about a marketing plan, but that should be enough to get you kickstarted. At a minimum, it should give you some ideas so you can now start doing some Googling and figure out the missing pieces. I hope you'll put together your plan. Thanks a lot.